Hi, Aaron. How are you today? Hi, Todd. <laughs> Long time no talk. I know. It's been at least 10 minutes or oh. five minutes. Yeah, I was going to say not even 10. Felt <laughs> <laughs> so, like about three, but uh, who's counting? Who's counting? I was pointing out that there was a uh, police-involved shooting in Chicago, which then caused looting and protesting and stomping through the streets. Although um, it... Uh, Let's see here. Let's get the details of Police said officers were attempting to stop a group of people who had made their way over the bridge at Michigan Avenue and Lake Street around 5 a.m. Police said the group began firing at police. Police returned fire. No officers were injured. It's unknown if anybody in the group was injured. Okay. So I don't feel bad for anybody who got shot by police if they were shooting at police. Yeah. Yeah. Boo-hoo. I- you know? Um, now, it, you, you can call into question whether the police should have been trying to stop people who were protesting, whether they were peaceably protesting. But if they were police uh, peaceably protesting, then why were they carrying weapons and shooting at the police? Now, at least that's the police story. Sometimes the story the police give isn't exactly accurate either. I mean, it could be firecrackers or it could have been, you know, who knows? I mean, it's, it's you, we're talking people on both sides of this thing, and people often see things wrong and remember things wrong and... and react wrong and you know well i i'm i no longer have a lot of sympathy for people who are out there protesting um i don't i think that they're out there to break stuff i think they're out there to to uh create chaos i think they're bolsheviks i don't have any i don't have anything to say to them yeah i think there are some people who are still protesting but they're not getting any traction in the news the news is going to the ding-dongs that are out there you know, damaging buildings, starting fires. That's because that's what the news covers, right? But at this point, what are they protesting? Yeah, well, I think they're still protesting the same things they were protesting before. They're saying that that uh, the Black Lives Matter, that there are, you know, there, the change has not yet taken place. And there are uh, black people who go for a jog and get stopped by a bunch of rednecks and killed. That, that But a, those guys you know, have been sit, arrested. Sitting in your house, uh, you know, police can break into your house with no warrant or, or, or uh, without with no warning and and you know pull guns on you and and that happened you know and so the the um, uh, non what do they call those the non-announced uh, entries no knock no knock warrants yeah no knock warrants I mean that, you know those need to be rethought and and be something that's used very limited I mean that's that's so you know, do, they, do, do those happen in Oregon so um, I have no idea. I don't know about what's going on in Oregon. Again, the Oregon issue is I, I don't know if there's people who are peaceably protesting in Oregon because the news won't cover anybody who's peaceably protesting because that's not news. They only cover the people who are trashing buildings and shooting at police, and, and, and that's on the news. I think the news is doing a completely um, uh, unprofessional job of covering what's going on. Because they're they're taking attention away from legitimate concerns and focusing just on a bunch of people breaking the law, as if they were the same people, and I don't think they are. Okay, so you think that there are people who are out there still being peaceful in their protests? I think there are, yeah. Um, and I, but but how would we know unless you go out and and see the people, you know, 
doing sit-ins on the steps of their their local um, uh, city halls and things like that. You know? um, but I think that the people who are doing the, the well, these criminals who are basically using this as a cover for for doing whatever they want and breaking the law, I think they should just round them up and put them in jail. They're breaking yes. the law. They're criminals. Um, and, yes. And just because they're they're pretending to say that we're protesters and um, and you know using that as as cover to say, well, you can't pick on us because you know we're we're black protesters, and if you you do anything to to stop us from behaving as awful as we're behaving, then all you're doing is being racists. The police need to just get over that and say, no, you're just being, you know, you're using this as, as an excuse to do illegal things and we're going to put you in jail. Yeah, I don't, you don't have the, you don't have, it's not peaceful when you're defacing property. Yeah. It's just not, that's not peaceful. You have the right, I mean, you know, as far as if somebody is, is having a sit-in on the steps of, you know, the Portland uh, City Hall, I, I, that's, a, that, that's yeah. fine. That's a local issue as far as I'm concerned. Go for it, do your thing. You know, whatever. That's fine. Um, I'm talking about the people who are the ones who are making the news. Absolutely. I don't, ha- I ha- I don't feel any sympathy for them at all, at all. No, they're, and, like and said, I'm with they're you. They're Bolsheviks. I'm with you at 100 percent there. I think we just need to make sure that we draw that distinction that that those, you know, if there are people still peaceably protesting, uh, I, I, I get the sense that there are. Um, they're just not, like I said, not flashy enough for the news. Then then those are not the same people as those that are out trashing places. I mean, a hundred people were arrested in a night of looting in downtown Chicago. Yeah, so, looting is not protest. No, no. Looting, looting is theft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, the, and, and, and if the people out there who are, think that they're protesting, you know, and, and saying, I'm doing what Martin Luther King did before me. No, Martin Luther King wasn't breaking into stores and, and breaking windows and, and stealing tennis shoes, uh, you know that they're not the same thing. Don't draw, no. don't try to equate what you're doing to to uh, protesters in the in the '60s. This is not the, that is not the same thing. No, no, not at all. And yeah. I gotta be honest, Martin Luther King was arrested over and over again. Oh, he was, but he was arrested for for uh, you know with. Uh, unlawful assembly and for I, oh uh, i agree i, you know, I agree a hundred percent i agree yeah um we that we were not fair to him we being the united states right we're, we're not fair to him and really it's the state of alabama and the states of alabama mississippi um and probably you know the other Indiana. state georgia where these kinds of things were happening um but uh, but he was arrested. I mean, part oh, yeah. of civil dis- disobedience is understanding that, yeah, you're probably going to be arrested. Right. And, and I, and I wasn't trying to say that he was like, um, uh, he had it easy. He just marched and everybody went, Oh wow. It's Martin Luther King. You know, no, yeah. no, no, that's not the case at all. Yeah. They had water hoses turned on them and dogs and dogs for walking down the street. Yes. You know? Crazy. Right. But crazy. Say, but they had every right in the world to walk down the street. Yes, they, they did. They do not have every right in the world to break into a Best Buy store and steal as much as you can before the <laughs> cops get there. <laughs> nope, not at all the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, actually, there's a there's a it was an article in the in the paper, and I think it was the local San Bernardino Sun. Wait, 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 wait. back it up. The paper. <laughs> I know. Yes, you, you I do read, read stuff papers. on dead tree material. 
No, Ooh. actually, I don't. I read it online, but it's they're <laughs> newspapers. Well, they used to be newspapers. Indeed. So, <laughs> um, so it, about you know, there's a movement to abolish rent, and that 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 there's a there's a hu- housing is a human right, and the government should be paying for housing for people and all of that. Um, and I I'm that I'm that I'm afraid of. Um, I I. It, he, Housing, you have you have a responsibility to house your family. The government does not have the responsibility to house you. And so the government has has, you know, in their the, the people who do the planning and make the regulations and all of that for building homes need to make it easier to build homes so people can have housing. But it's your responsibility to provide your housing. Um, and if you you know, if they abolish rent, I mean, that's essentially that's a that's that's a communist revolution, right? I mean, that's, yeah, I think the idea of abolishing rent is ridiculous. I do believe that. And there are places that are, there are charities that run um, places for people like, you know, if you're, if you're making efforts to, to kick drugs, or if you've gotten out of jail and you're trying to get your life started again, and you're trying to find a job, there are places that will let you live there and, and go find a job and, uh, Absolutely. Those are awesome. And And in fact, uh, when I when I used to teach at uh, Orange Lutheran High School in in Orange County, California, they um, uh, we would do a day of of uh, giving back and the entire school would shut down and kids would go out and work in the neighborhood and the communities and stuff. And one of the places down Orange County that we went to uh, was a place that was essentially it had been built. um, It was a run by a charity. Life me. It's been too many years. I don't remember the name of it. But it was essentially like a large apartment building that had been built, um, and each each room had a small kitchenette, a bathroom, and a bedroom. And we and they had gotten a whole bunch of mattresses uh, donated, and so we were down there with like the football team carrying mattresses and box springs out to each one of these rooms to set them up, so that they could then start making those spaces available. You know, but they had specific rules. Like I think most of the people were only allowed to live there for six months unless there were some special circumstances. This was designed to be a way to get you back to being a productive person in society. And and they had counselors and, 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 and people there to help each of these people that got these spaces based on their specific needs to help them, you know, get jobs and get get over um, some of their um, their demons and uh uh, and their circumstances, and it was, uh, you know, sounds perfect. Those kind sounds of places are wonderful. amazing, and they're out there. And you know, yeah, maybe they're full a lot of the times. They do their best. Maybe we need more of that. Maybe we need more, more, um, you know, government funding involved to do those kinds of things. But that should not be a permanent solution, and that should no. not be the, the the only choice for people. You know, when you have for rent you know I mean, we've seen what uh, what the ghettos look like in cities where people live in government housing yes yes that should not be a goal for anybody no no i, I no i i i agree um and yeah. so you know our you can make the argument that rents are too high and then okay then then what people did in the past is they moved you know if 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 the rent here is too high, let's go to a place where you can find work and housing. You know, you, 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 the idea that, that you have a right to live wherever you want and it's other people's responsibility to make sure that you can find a place in that, in that locale, that's, that didn't, that's a, that's a modern notion. What people did in the past, like I said, is that they moved, they went to where the opportunity was. They, Mm -hmm. they, you know, 
United States had a very mobile economy. And yeah, you don't want to have to be the one that moves, but if you got to feed your family, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, you pack up your stuff and you move to Detroit so you can work in a car factory or you pack up your stuff and you move, you know, to Kansas so you can grow wheat or you move to California so you can be in the movies. Exactly. You know? Or you go, you, you, um, you go to Texas and work on an oil rig. You go to, you know, wherever. Right. You go to, you move to Austin, Texas because you want a tech job or you go to um, or you like Louisiana. Music. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, oh, my no. husband is leaving. But we're throwing. His... Oh, go ahead. Tobin is is going off to his first day of school with students. Woohoo! Uh, he is teaching in his classroom, and the students are are going to be at home. So he's right. You know, so he's using this, this learning, but he gets that yes. office space. He gets to go into his classroom to use the space. Yes, and the fast internet. <laughs> right. Well, you know what? I think that makes a lot of sense. For I, I'm surprised that more districts haven't done that because that also allows teachers to do, you know, properly distanced but but uh, uh, meetings to kind of talk about how are we handling this online teaching because that still hasn't been figured out 100. percent And everybody's doing it. Each de- you know, each department, each teacher, and each school, they've got basic outlines of ideas about how to do this, but the teachers have to figure it out. Each teacher has to figure it out for themselves. And having that um, camaraderie of your, your other teachers there to say, hey, I was doing this and I got stuck, you know, and you can, you can have like your, your, you know, your six or seven or 10 math department teachers, 10 or less, right? In a classroom, all of them sitting six feet apart and sharing lunch and talking about this. And that's, you know, that's hard to duplicate, even with a, a Zoom or WebEx meeting. I, I agree. And, you know, one of the challenges with working from home is that there's no boundary between work and home. Right. And as so, you know. as I know very well, and yeah. as you know as well, and, and, and so this keeps the boundary between work and home. He's excited. Now, teachers who have small children um, and they were not able to take their kids to school. Um, they're electing because many districts, including Rialto, gave teachers a choice whether they wanted to work from home or work from school. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ones who have children are, are working from home because they needed a place to take their kids right. or to, you know, a way to manage their their own children. Excuse me. And so, um, you know, he's excited about it. We'll see how it goes the first day with kids. And that is today. So I'm yeah. happy for him. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing how that works out for him. Um... You know, I, I like the idea of going in. I know this, the Colton School District did not allow their teachers to go in, so they're all still working from home, which, you know, each different person has a differing um, setup as to whether or not they've got, like, a office or, you know, their, their kitchen table or, you know, their laptop in their, in their den or, you know, I mean, it, it, everybody has a different setup at home and different Wi-Fi connections at home. So y- you wonder how well is that going to work long run um, for them? You know, yeah. and then districts like Redlands are saying not only can you come in to use the classroom, but if you've got smaller kids, they can come into your classroom and, and work there too. That way, you can kind of keep an eye on them while you're doing it. You'd be doing that if you were doing it at home, right? So you might as well still come in. Indeed. Um, Indeed. So it we'll... seems like the best of all the worlds, right? It's just you—you you can stay at home, you can come in, you can bring your kids with you if you need to. We just want you teaching. So it'll be interesting because in the spring quarter, after everybody went home in March, um, the kids were, this was no harm for them, right? So their grades could not go down. Right. But now 
they can only go up. Now, every if they, their attendance counts, their homework counts, the work that they do in, in class counts. And so what, it'll be interesting to see how seriously um, kids and families take this work. Mm-hmm. You know, because they may, you know, if they're, if they're still thinking about it like they did in the spring, um, they're in for a rude awakening. Yeah, well, and I, I think that, you know, the teachers are making that very clear to them up front that this is a brand new day and and uh, you've got nowhere to go but up. But uh, if you do nothing, you won't go up. You'll just sit right there at nothing. Uh, it'll also be interesting to see how many people they act, how many kids they actually get signing in and doing work. Um, the other thing that's kind of weird for a lot of them is that they're being told, teachers are being told um, that... You know, if your child, if a child turns in an assignment for a day, but they weren't online during that day when you were doing your online classes, that you should go back and mark them as here because they did the work for that day. Which really? Yeah. No. So. That, yeah. Which interesting. A, yeah, makes attendance useless because they really weren't attending your class. They just looked at the assignment and turned it in. Um, but if they turn in the assignment for a specific date, then they should. Then you have to go back and mark them. And you know why they're doing that? It's all about making sure that they said, "Yeah, we had kids online and attending, so that they get paid because they get paid by kids." But as I understand it, they're getting paid off of last year's attendance numbers. Because, they are. They and are. So, so I, all this is is trying to goose the numbers to make sure that if anybody tries to go back and look at those numbers later, that yes, 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 we had really good attendance. So, you know, I think that's district to district because Rialto is not doing that. They're yeah. saying they've actually put into place a, um, a system where a kid, because one of the other things is that you're, it's an effective absence where they show up, but their screen is, you know, they blacked out so that you can't see them on the screen and that you can't hear them and they never respond to anything and they never turn anything in. So like they, right. they logged on, but they're not really there. Right. And so that's also not acceptable. They, they've put in in um, systems where that's not going to work. Right. That's not going to fly. Yeah. You have to show your face. You have to respond to direct questions. Yes. If you don't do that, then you're not here. And that is, but I, I know that, that um, you know, most teachers are, that's explained right up front too. It's like, I, you know, you simply, me seeing that you're logged into the system is not the same as you participating in class. Right. Exactly. And, and participation because is required. Because you could be, you could log on and then and then switch to another tab and play video games all afternoon. Yeah, I, I would be willing to bet that there are plenty of kids out there who have found uh, apps that will log them in, log them out. You know? <laughs> so they don't even have to do that work; they can do nothing. You just set it up and say, "On these days, log me in at this time." Yeah, I think that this whole thing is making us rethink schools, how they're funded, how. Um, uh, how p- kids attend, because there are some kids for whom, you know, just tell me what I'll do and I'll do the work. And they're smart kids and they're going to fly through it anyway. Um, do they need to sit there for, for the eight hours or seven hours or whatever it is um, and listen to you, listen to you and other teachers drone on? Are they perfectly fine right. um, not doing it that way? Well, there are, you know, there are different districts are offering different ways for kids to go to school. And uh, some districts are offering, um, you know, eventually you'll get on, on ground if, if on ground happens. Others are, and then another option would be just stay online the whole time. But there are some who are saying there's two different online options. And one of them is the synchronous learning, 
meaning you get on with your teacher every day at a certain amount of time and, and you're in a you know a chat screen with your classmates and there's instruction going on and, and then there's an asynchronous learning too and that's an option for some some districts where the student can literally go on read their read their assignments do their assignments at their own pace if they have questions they can they can get a hold of somebody who can answer questions for them they can do it face to face or via you know messaging uh, or email uh, you know, and that doesn't work for everybody, but some people, you're absolutely right. That's the way to do it because they could get through a, a whole year's worth of school in a few months. Yep. Um, you know, and you may find that there are certain classes. Now, this is what I don't think they're, they're allowing for yet. You have to pick one or the other. But like in my mind, I know in me as a student, there were certain classes I could do totally like that. I did in college. Now, they weren't online always, but I remember taking a self-paced quantitative analysis class in college. Um, and then you had to go to the library to be proctored for the exams. And there was like, I don't know, five exams. There was 10 weeks of, of courses or, yeah, it was 10 weeks of courses and, and five exams. So you had you know, basically two weeks of work and then go take a test uh, to pass. Or do nothing, wait till the last week and take a test every day. Um, not the best way, <laughs> not the recommended way to do that, by the way. Um, from personal experience, I can say that did not... Uh, uh, <laughs> Make for great sleep and low stress. Uh, Is that what you did, Todd? Yes, that's what I did. Uh, also taught me that I'm not particularly well suited. At least at that part, my at that point in my life, I was not well suited to a self-paced course um, because I self-procrastinated. Uh, I passed, um, but uh, the you know that kind of class would work great for certain things, but it might not work for other things. Other things I would need a synchronous, a synchronous setup, you know, where I'm interacting with the teacher on a regular basis in order to learn it because uh, uh, it's just certain topics work better for me and, and other people it might be different topics, but you know, you should be able to mix and match by, uh, by subject matter almost. And that, I don't think anybody's set up to do that right now, you know? No. We talk about the novel coronavirus. This is the novel education plan. Seriously, as people try to figure out what works for them and their kids. Right. I think for their, the, the, I don't know that the asynchronous would work at all unless you had a very engaged parent for the kids that are in elementary school. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, you're not going to get a, a fifth grader or a fourth grader to say, I'll just go figure this out on my own. Right. I mean, you would need, and I mean, if you have parents who are really engaged and, mm -hmm. you know, people homeschool all the time and maybe that's, maybe that's the right yeah. way for them. But, um, well, honestly, uh, certainly a lot of homeschools are structured, the homeschool plans, you know? Yeah. Well, that's true. That's yeah. true. Cause there are, there are groups of, of homeschools, um, like you belong to a consortium and, and you get yeah. your lesson plans, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah, and that is how they act. Yeah. Most that is how they behave. Exactly. Most people who homeschool aren't just saying, okay, I'm going to buy a book and teach my kids. They, they get, they become part of an organization and they, that organization provides lesson plans and, and you know, all the stuff the, the, they put together the package that says, here's the stuff they have to learn. But very often it's done asynchronously. Right. Right. As parents get creative with what they do. Yeah. You know, it's we've been doing education the same way since the Industrial Revolution, a little before. And, um, you know, it looks like things are, you know, this information age revolution has changed everything. And and now it's changing education. Um, yeah. So 
we'll see you know how long this covid thing takes will will determine how much this new way of thinking about education sticks yeah yeah i wonder how long it's going to be uh, and i know that right now the way the laws are written they won't let them do that i know the teachers union will fight it but i wonder how long it's going to be before you don't have to have a certified teacher you just have a proctor online and then you're watching videos put together by really good certified teachers for classes so you watch the video and then the proctor answers questions for you and and then you take a test and then you move on to the next subject i i have a feeling that's where we're headed yeah i think that's a bad idea though i do yeah, because i'm not happy with it yeah, I, I, I'm the one who needs to have interaction. And whether that interaction is online or actually in person, um, you know, I think that's whether that should be online or in person is debatable. But I need to be able to ask a human being questions. Right, but you and, have the proctor for that. Yeah, but the proctor's not going to know every subject. No, but you'd have a different proctor for different subjects. They just wouldn't be a fully certified teacher because they're cheaper. Well, yeah, I just know, especially when you start dealing with higher levels of math and science, uh -huh. but even, you know, languages and, um, and, and, you know, psychology and history, they can only answer a basic question because they haven't gone through the rigor of a, yeah. of a, a, a program. I just, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's that said, good. that said, I had a, a math teacher, a specifically a geometry teacher in high school who was a fully qualified, certified teacher. He was an expert in his content area. And when I had a question, he asked me to hand me my book and he read me the question. Okay, and but that's just a bad teacher, Todd. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, they're out there, whether they're fully qualified. I, I get or not. that, I get that. But, you know, the, the, if you ha you're talking about large scale, right? And so... Um, you know, are they going to be, are they going to be good? Are they going to be bad? And, and what do you, what's, what's going, what's more likely to give you the positive result? Yeah, no, I, mean, I agree. I, I agree. And I think some of these online schools that have been around for a while, they're basically charter schools. They're doing sort of that where they have the curriculum put together by somebody who's a content area expert. And then the people who are actually interacting with you, excuse me, are something lesser than that. Yeah, I don't know yeah. that it's right. I don't agree with it. My fear is that's the direction we're kind of going. Um, and I think that's to the detriment of our kids to a large extent. You know, uh, we'll yeah. figure it out. We'll figure it out. You know, you know the, the kids who are, who are motivated to learn internally, they'll be fine. But for the kids who take some, who, who need the teacher in the classroom, the ones who who need that extra something. And it may be that like for, there were subjects that I was naturally good at. And then there are subjects where it took a lot of work and the subjects where it took a lot of work. I need somebody who knows what the heck they're talking about to teach me. Right. They need to know it intimately so they can walk you through the steps and understand how to do it. Especially like you said, for some of the more um, technical classes, you know? Yeah. And then technical classes don't have to be just math. You know, you can get into the nitty gritty of psychology or of, uh, uh, just about anything, you know. And, yeah. And you need somebody who really understands this and understands the, the story around it, like in history. You know, I mean, yeah, I can I can memorize a date and a, and a person, but uh, that doesn't mean that I really understood history. You need a history teacher to make that come alive and explain, you know, the situation and attitudes of society at that time. Because too often, somebody reading history assumes that, you know. These actions took place in a society that's just like the society we have today, and that's not the case. 
society has changed significantly between, you know, 1776 and 2020. Right. You know, and our expectations of what is and is not appropriate behavior are different now. You can't apply our mores to the people of 1776. No. No, you can't. And, yeah. So, we'll see what happens. I'm sure that, you know, the teachers have been, most teachers that I know have worked their tails off this summer to to learn, yeah, yeah, to learn how to adapt what they do to a classroom environment, because this is new for them, for most of them too. I mean, to to an online environment. Again, there was in the spring, um, there was, it, it was, it was a trial, but it really didn't count. Right. Because the kids were not, um, really responsible for their grades. And so, uh, this is, how do you start from scratch instead of, you know, how do you be intentional? How do you develop intentional lesson plans for built for that environment? And that's what they've been working on. Um, and so we'll see how it turns out. Yeah. You know, I, I feel for the, for the teachers who are kind of Luddites and they are, they are out there who for tech for whom technology is 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 a hassle more than it is a tool well i think there's quite a few of them that that look at it that way and the the issue is are they open to trying to figure it out even if they're not thrilled with the fact that they have to figure it out or are they not are they not you know i mean it's it's i think there are some who are pounding their head against it going i can't do this and others are going this is really hard, but, but I'll get through it. We'll figure it out. It's going to take time. It's stressful. You know, uh, we're both married to teachers, so we've seen the, 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 the stress and the work and the, the, the thought and concern that goes into how am I going to teach my kids? They really do care about their kids, you know, you know, and I, it maybe isn't every teacher, but it's most teachers. And, you know, we know other teachers in addition to the, our spouses, and they really do care about teaching this stuff. They care deeply. And, uh, and that's why they do that job. They don't do it for making extra money or, or no. you know, being the richest guys on the block because that doesn't happen with teachers. No. You know, uh, they do it because they really, really love, you know, helping kids learn. And, uh, and so they're working hard. More power to them. More power to them. More power to them. So, um, you know, I've been thinking about that. I'm still thinking about prepare. I, I really am going to. <laughs> get a membership to prepare. Yeah. Um, you know, I looked you know. at them a little bit more and it basically it's, it's a sort of recipe manager slash shopping list slash, um, uh, health plan kind of thing. Right. I mean, that's kind of what it was, but the health plan seemed even less of it, but it, it seemed like a, it was sort of a recipe manager and uh, shopping list type of app with a community kind of built into it. Is, yes, is how I was trying to read what it was. I use a recipe app called um, Paprika, and it's oh. and it's available on the Mac and on my phone. And I've got it. And I I shared the um, my login with uh, my wife and my daughters. And so anytime any of us find a recipe we like, we put it in there, and then everybody has the family recipes on the app, and they can go get them at any time. And uh, what I would like, and it's not in Paprika, I really love the way Paprika works, so I'm not really willing to go change that to prepare just because, you know, and, and I think, I, I can't remember what it is, but there's an annual fee to, to get Paprika without uh, ads and stuff on it too, and so it's not. But what I would like, and, and Paprika doesn't do it, 
And another app that I subscribe to that I really like, does it, called Lose It, is I want to know what is all the nutritional values of everything I'm eating, and I want to log, use it as my diary for what I'm eating as well. And that's kind of where I think Pair, or Prepare, kind of gives you a little bit of that as well. The, yeah. Tracking oh, it does. Or planning. Oh. It. I don't know that it tracks as much as it plans, oh. right? Right. It kind of lets you plan what you're going to eat. So instead of like, hey, what are we going to make today? You know, you sit down, at, at, say, on the weekend and say, here's what we're going to eat. Here's our shopping list. Let's go buy our groceries. And it kind of does that job for you. It even lets you then say, here's what, here's my groceries. Send these groceries to the Walmart grocery store. And then you can drive over there and, and have them bring it out to your car, which that's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. I, you know, so I have... Um introduced, um, I have kind of moved towards vegetarianism in the last week. Um, and I've had, um, uh, some dairy and I've had some, uh, some uh, egg. Basically I I ate your wife's cookies. And so, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, they'll do that to you. You know, there's a gateway to temptation, aren't they? And so, yeah, I mean, I'm still, I'm still largely just eating plant-based, but you know, if I have a little, a little, a little dairy and a little egg every now and then, it's not going to kill me. Um, and so, yeah, your, the, the cookies were really good. Please tell her thank you. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> uh, yes. Now I, 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 uh, you know, I, I've, was really bummed because I, the, one of the reasons why that I, I decided to go vegan, well, the only reason was to be healthy. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and I love vegetables and I like, I like that kind of, I like beans. I like rice. I like, you know, a lot of the vegan recipes, they're, they're good. And so, um, I wasn't eating a lot of meat anyway, so whatever. Sure. Um, but my cholesterol went up mm. on this diet. It went up. Well, that's no bueno. No. And I'm like, well, why am I doing this if my cholesterol is going to go up? Hmm. So I'm very frustrated. And yeah, it went up a lot. So um, I don't know if my, my liver is working overtime to make its own cholesterol, which is probably mm. what's happening. Um, I don't know if it'll even out, but I'm frustrated. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I was thinking about that the other day, too, because as I had talked about, um, uh, I'm now, I don't know, a month into... Um, you know, a, changing my eating habits, trying to lose some weight, which I've done. Thankfully, I've lost about twelve pounds, and, and uh, um, you know, the, the large front on the a large chunk of it at the front end was water weight. So I get my, you know, not too overly thrilled about that. I mean, uh, I know women have a harder time losing weight than men, but, and my wife gets irritated because anytime we go on any kind of diet, I lose like you know seven, eight pounds like in the first three or four days because that's just you know. <laughs> That's that's being a guy. Sorry, um, <laughs> but um, uh, you know, then I settle into a you know pound or two a week kind of thing um, based on how I'm eating. Um, but I was concerned about like when you're losing weight, does your blood lipids do your blood lipids go up? And from what I've read, because you know you're they're now being released right out of the system, and so and you you know some of it's being secreted out through your waist, right? Um, and that's how you're losing some of that weight. Some of it's being burned as energy. So, you know, um, but from what I was able to read is that, yes, while you're actually in the mode of losing weight, um, uh, as fat is being shed from the body, that your, that your numbers can get 
worse for a period of time because there's a lot of free triglycerides and 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 uh, cholesterol in your blood that's basically being pushed out as your you know your liver and kidneys are processing all this stuff and it's going out through your your excretory system. Interesting. So maybe I should just sit tight and quit being impatient, but it's been seven months. Yeah, but I mean, are you still basically on a trend of weight loss? Um, I'm kind of plateaued. You kind of stabilized a little bit. Yeah, but that's because I haven't been working all that hard. Like I've been, I haven't been as, I haven't been active. I haven't been exercising. And, right. and like and me, so, when, we, when we got our, our backyard uh, marathon done, we both went, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Tobin I'm, ran ten miles yesterday. I hate to admit it, but I have I have once one day since that ended, I've gone out for a walk. Um, my wife has been doing you know three to four miles a day every morning since then. She just got back to the habit, and she's out walking every day, and and she's feeling better and looking better. And it's just like, oh wow, I'm envious that she has the the, the gumption and the mojo to do it. I exactly. I've sat on my fanani and done nothing. So, uh, so maybe maybe I will just focus on not change my diet yet, but focus on just getting out there and exercising. Yeah. You know, well, that's kind of where I was going is don't give up on it. I mean, I, you know me, I mean, I, I basically thought that, that being completely vegan provides some, creates some nutritional headaches for you. And so having a little bit of... Um, uh, dairy or egg is not, I think it makes sense. But, but then I'm also the one who says, you know, I'm not going to be either. I'm going to have a little bit of, of, uh, you know, animal flesh at different times because I like it. And it, it's a handy, easy way to get protein. Um, but you know, everybody has to make their decisions about what they want to do. Yeah. But yeah, don't give up is all I'm saying. Don't okay. give up because right. from what I've read, um, cause I was concerned about that too, because my, my, uh, LDL has been high. My HDL, which is the good one that's supposed to be high, has been low. My triglycerides are high. Um, and so I thought, you know, hey, maybe I will um, go get that stuff tested again. But I thought, you know what, let me wait. Let me wait a little bit and 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 let this happen. Let me lose some more weight and get a little healthier before I say, hey, let's go check that again. Because while you're losing weight, those numbers aren't always going to be, you know, they don't just go down because you've because your weight's gone down, I guess is what I'm saying. Right. While, while you're right. Lo- and you think about it, it makes sense. While you're losing weight, your body is taking that that um, extra energy that you've stored, and it's getting out into your bloodstream and then being processed out. And so it, it those numbers should go up because that's how your body processes that stuff out. So it makes perfect sense. Uh, all right. It does make sense. And I'm going to stick to it and... Um, uh, and like I said, I enjoy eating this way anyway. It's not like it's been a problem. It's mm-hmm. not like I've been white knuckling my veganism, except for your wife's cookies. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, and like I you said a couple cookies is not the end of the world. No. Uh, as long as it's not like, you know, a couple 40 cookies. <laughs> you know, an Oreo is not going to kill you. A box of Oreos might. Yes. You well, know? Oreos are vegan. There's no cream in that cream filling. Yeah, yeah. Well, it doesn't mean that you can munch down on a new vegan. Yes, you. I'm actually not a big <laughs> Oreos fan. It's not a cookie I will ever buy for myself. You know what I have found is they make a golden Oreo that I actually prefer. Ooh. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to throw that temptation out there in front of you. <laughs> um, but a golden Oreo, stick the box in the freezer, an Oreo here or there. 
But again, just because it's vegan doesn't mean it's healthy. It is. Indeed. It's a giant sugar-filled hockey puck or a, a small sugar-filled hockey puck. Yes. You know, and that little Because junk Oreo, food is still junk food. Oh, yeah. And that little Oreo's got calories up the yin. <laughs> uh, it's nothing but a little grease cake with sugar. So on that happy note, we are out of time. We are. <laughs> Stay away from the grease cakes with sugar. That's that's the our, sugar. our uh, that's our, our that's mantra for moral. today, right? Yes, yeah. the moral a moral of the story. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so. maybe tomorrow I'll talk a little bit more about what I've been doing eating specifically and how how it's worked out because I have found that I am eating much less meat, but I still have meat every day just structure of my diet. Um but uh, there's one thing that I've added to my diet that I never had before. I've just never, ever done it, that I am shocked at how much difference it makes on the days, you know, on the few days where I've not been able to have this. I don't feel as good. And I'll leave that out there as a teaser. Oh, you got to tell me offline. <laughs> I'll share it. <laughs> I'll share it with you tomorrow. tomorrow. You got to tune in tomorrow. All right. So I'm Aaron Brinker. And I'm Todd Brinker. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day, everyone.